Might as well go live now. I always go live early. And it was good morning, Karunch. And it was raining. I was going to say what I was thankful for. It was rainy and cloudy out. And that then gives you the forgiveness to stay indoors and work. And get, it's Monday. It's Monday. Like, oh, this is where all the work builds up. Over the weekend, you're like, oh, I could have got that. Oh, I could have. And I was very good cappy. I took a Sabbath yesterday. Didn't do anything. Did no work. And people are still emailing, hey, you going to do my video yet? Yeah, yeah. Did you give me money? That I will do your video. Just not on the weekends. A little bit of a break. Because what's the point if you don't take a break? What is it all work? There's no payoff. There's no the day will come. I will leave you, my apostles. I shall leave and go into the heavens above. No, but the day's coming where I I don't want. But then if you don't have that Sabbath, it, studies have shown, they say, they say.com <clears throat> that uh wires that curl up like this need to be uncurled because it bothers the fuck on me. Hang on, let's do this. Come on, go the other way. There we go. All right. They say you need to take a day off and give your body a rest. And I did. I did an entire day off yesterday. But then it's like, okay, let's get back to work. And because um, I had a stuff, I had, you know, I keep tabs on what's coming in. And I'm like, oh, God, we got a lot of requests coming in. Got to do this, got to do that. I had to pay my estimated taxes. <clears throat> Just minus, you know how it is, this stuff. And it was already a bad omen when the girlfriend's alarm went off and she didn't get up. I'm like, oh, no, no. Oh no, I got shit to do. Get the fuck out of this goddamn bed and get your motherfucking ass to work. And it was lying around like, okay, all right, fine. I'll go do some other stuff I can do. Paying taxes, email like that. And I was starting to run out of piddly little shit that I could do while somebody else was here. Otherwise, like I have to have the place to myself. And she got out of here just in the nick of time because otherwise I would be I don't give a shit about your fucking makeup. Get the fuck out of here. But it was going to be one of those lollygags. And then I took it as an opportunity to have. And I, I love I love how you guys, not everyone, but you guys, guys in my life. You just under, got to understand, Claire, you got to calm down. You got to relax. Just take it easy. Da, 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 da. And there's, a, there's an angle of it being right there. But at the same time, these are the same guys. A girl did this. The girl did that. I'm like, well, which side do you want? Which side? Choose a policy. I have a policy. I have a, a stance. I have a political platform, a position that get the fuck out of here so I can go do my work. And then we'll have all this fun and time and money to play with later. But and and, and that's just you know. But but they go, oh, you gotta understand, women are different. I'm like, yeah, they are. Yes, they are. But then why are you complaining about the same things in the pro? Why why is it when I say let's get work? Like, come on, calm down. Like, all right, I'll calm down. Calm down. All right, am I calm enough? Is this great? Is, is sitting here achieving nothing, doing nothing at all in life? Is this calm? Am I good now? Calm down. Here, sit and don't do anything. Just, just sit don't do anything. Oh, okay. Wow, this sure is different. 
how you guys could do this for hours on end, I don't know, but I'd like to go fucking do something now. <clears throat> Just need to chill out, relax. Chill out, relax, okay? Okay, it sure is nice chilling out, relaxing, looking at nothing, doing nothing. Nothing, nothing, huh? That's, oh boy, this is great chilling out, relaxing. Oh yeah, you guys should know what the fuck you're talking about. Who'd want to do anything? It's almost like chilling out, relaxing is not doing anything, not living life. So why not that the ultimate form of chilling out, relaxing would be put a bullet in your head? Because then you totally chilled out, relaxed forever, right? Huh? You don't even have the, the, the chore of thinking no more about the nothingness you force upon yourself to chill out, relax, and take it easy. Anyway, so I was kind of looking forward to getting the day done. And, man, that sun came out. And I was like, oh, darn it. No, now you're compelled. Nah, you have to go outside. I have to go outside and enjoy the day. I might go for a nice long walk. Do that. Listen to a podcast or two. Um, so it is good morning, Karocha. We got to get through some. Oh, what do I want to do? Emails first. Let's do some emails here. Let's do some happy emails. We haven't done happy emails in a while. Clear test requests. Babylon B parody. Dan Jones. Well, what the hell is this? Oh, so the uh, where I used to be in the WBL, I guess the city has spent money on those very fancy, you know, real street street signs are expensive. That's metal and all. It says no bear hugs. They put two little white bears because the town's called White Bear Lake. And it says six feet, no bear hugs. Get it? Because we don't have enough money. We just don't have enough money. Well, thank you, Dan. I'll close out of that. And I can clean that up out of the email. That one go. Oh, God, what am I eating all this shit? Uh, God, look at all this fucking junk mail. I thought I had some fan mail. This is all junk mail. Okay, cleared up. All right, somebody sent me an email <clears throat> with an attachment. This is crap.document. I do not open attachments. If you have a request, email me the text question. Don't, don't write it up in a Microsoft Word document and send it to me. I will not open it. Do not send a PDF document. I will not open it. Okay, so I'm going to delete that one. Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe that what? Maybe I didn't have any fan mail. I thought we had fan mail. I just have a bunch of junk mail of shit that I don't want to read. We're deleting that. You guys are sending me YouTube videos. I can't pull those up. I don't care about this one either. 
I'm also tired. Deleting that, deleting that, deleting this. Maybe this would be a nice short one. Maybe this would be a nice short one. Do we have any super chats? None. Good. Okay. Wait, what was this? Why is this in red? YouTube rejected your comment. This usually means they think it's spam. Try changing it. I said, good morning, Hanyakers. How the fuck did YouTube... <laughs> fuck, I Never mind. <laughs> God almighty, you thought the government was going to be the one that infringed on, uh, on your freedom of speech. It's just your average American people. Just YouTube saying, you can't use the word Hanyaker. Hanyaker? How is Hanyaker a bad word? All right. Maybe we don't have any... Happy fan mail. This is from Dave. Dave emails me this article from NPR, Minnesota Public Radio News. I just can't do this. Harried parents forego homeschool. Frustration is mounting as more families across the U.S. enter their second or even third week of distance learning, and some overwhelmed parents say it will be their last. Overwhelmed? What? Having to take care of your own kids, huh? You really did think, well, well just why, why even have the, look, just get rid of everyone in the family. Don't even bother with the spouse. Just do in vitro fertilization. We'll have test two babies. They have the government outside. We'll just be a farm. We'll just devolve into plants. Okay? That way you don't have to deal with your kids. Amid the barrage of learning apps, video meetups, and email assignments that pass as pandemic homeschool, some frustrated, exhausted parents are choosing to disconnect entirely for the rest of the academic year. Others are cramming all their children's work into the week and are taking days off to help their kids with a week's worth of assignments in one day. Wow. You mean there's consequences to having kids? Oh. Really sucks when the government's not going to raise your kids for you, huh? Am I right? We try to make it work the first week. We put together a schedule. What we found is that forcing a child who is that young into a fake teaching situation is really, really hard, said Alexandra Nicholson, whose son is in kindergarten at a town outside of Boston. I'd rather have him watch classic Godzilla movies and play in the yard to pretend to be a Jedi rather than figure out basic math. I'm sure you would, Alexandra Nicholson, because now it's hard, isn't it? Anything as long as it's not hard. And what kid needs to learn math? Maybe he could become like a, a loser like you and have student loan debt and mortgage that you don't understand and ask everyone for a bailout. What do you mean? It, wow, bad times befell us. I guess you better tell your son, hey, you're sitting down and studying. If you don't do it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spank you until you limp. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. So do what I fucking say. The father is not available for comment thus far <clears throat> in this uh, article. And like, you'd rather have them watch classic Godzilla movies and play in the yard. What this is? I don't want to work. They made it. They made a song that was a spoof, like making fun of lazy people. I don't want to work. I just want to bang on my drums all day. It, it it shows you how far we've gone. That parents just don't love their kids, and they're not gonna. If it, the second it becomes hard, the second it becomes the the second you got to spank a kid or argue with a three year old. You're not going to do it because you just, you love your laziness more than you love your child. That's it. That's how simple it is. That stress is only compounded for families with multiple children in different grades or when parents work long hours outside the home. In some cases, older siblings must watch over younger ones during the day, leaving no time for schoolwork. 
I think the pressure is on. I think it's even more for some of our low-income families. Oh, shut the fuck up. Just shut up. It's always got to go back to, and this disadvantaged group is hurting more. Shut the fuck up. They get free shit. I didn't get free shit. Did you guys get free shit? Anybody here get the free shit? No? Well, then shut the fuck up, low-income families. Said Rachel Pearl. Oh, here, here's her office title. Chief Program Officer of Friends of the Children Portland. <laughs> oh, what a worthless person. The Portland, Oregon-based nonprofit pairs paid mentors with at-risk children. Yeah, that's working. A lot of our families already feel they're not doing enough when they're working so hard. And I fear they will feel fear they are failing at it well maybe if they didn't have children just an idea foreign concept there parents are concerned the kids are falling behind especially in lower income families and households where the parents earn less than fifty thousand total annually 72 percent are at least somewhat concerned about their children falling behind academically compared to 56 percent of parents in high income household according to the beauty beauty booty boo megan perone a nurse can't even begin to help her eight-year-old daughter with her schoolwork until after she gets home from work and has cleaned up from dinner her husband is working from home, but spends most of the week holed up in the basement because his job is mainly done by phone. That leaves the couple's second grade daughter to supervise her two-year-old sister. As a result, the family has pushed the weekly load of schoolwork to weekends and tries to cram as much into two days as they can. One recent Saturday, Perone's husband and daughter finished a science project up at 10 p.m. Oh, no. <laughs> they had to stay up late. Oh. Imagine if somebody stayed home and took care of the kids. Just wondering. We don't have the luxury right now to not be working. Um, <clears throat> How much you want to bet we go through the Perones family finances that we see an SUV that isn't needed, student loans that wasn't needed? Although she is a nurse, so that's pretty legit. <sighs> Fucking two million years of human evolution. The guy would... And across all different cultures, cultures that hadn't even met each other yet. Gold ended up becoming a currency. Silver ended up becoming valuable. And wow, there was a nuclear family that formed. I wonder if nature was trying to tell us something. And traditionally, women would take care of the kids and the guy would go out and work. And now we're, oh my God. With all the government pay, taking care of our kids, all oh, the teachers are getting off on stuff like this. They think this is the greatest thing ever. They're like, we're so necessary because parents don't love their children enough to raise them. We have to do it for them. We're so critical. We're so essential. Uh, we don't have luxury right now to not be working. Some people aren't working at all, and they can make time to do this stuff. But that, for us, is just not an option, said Perone, who lives in Pennsylvania. Those with older children may be faring better, but parents still must keep track of timing for video chats and with teachers and make sure all assignments are completed. Sarah Kep Carpanti, 44, a mother of two middle schoolers in Virginia, said the reality kicked in last week when spring break ended and home learning began. I want to get into a fetal position and hide out. Well, you have two middle schoolers, sweetheart. They understand what they need to do. They're old enough. They know what's right or wrong. A professor of wildlife biology. So she's a professor and she can't even teach her own damn kids. Who's also teach her own students online. Her boys, age 12 and 13, are independent but still need guides navigating the new technology. No, they don't. No, no. The kids who were brought up with cell phones coming out of their asses do not need help understanding this technology. 
The classes involve recorded video from teachers, online quizzes, the occasional interactive Zoom call. I, I don't see how this is a problem. When this all started, we were all like, thank God kids aren't affected, she said, referring to the coronavirus itself. But we have to be honest, the kids are not okay. Yeah, they have shitty parents. They have drastically inferior parents who are failing them. Many school districts are emphasizing to parents that the learning curve is steep. <clears throat> no, it's not. You, mark my words, you put your kids to it, which means you have to put yourself to it. Your kid can graduate with a degree in you know, whatever type of engineering by 16. But both you and the child have to work. And you have to spank your kids and yell at them and say, you're studying this fucking shit now. But I'm not, not going to get upset about that. Many school districts are emphasizing to parents that the learning curve is steep and some teachers try to avoid daily deadlines instead of allowing students to go at their own pace. Um, a picture of a kid doesn't need to be mentioned. <clears throat> California high school teacher. Oh, this is, this will be... This will be intelligent. Uh, Susan Binder said the technology can be frustrating and imperfect. Many of the apps elementary schools must now rely on with names like Seesaw, Epic, and IXL were only intended as a tool to enhance classroom learning. What? Really? Really? What? Uh, YouTube. Here's my videos, kids. Here's the links. Go watch my lecture. Here's the MP3 if you don't want to sit there and look at a television show. Here's the test. The online test, log in with your username and password and your student ID number. Take the test. I know you're great. Here's your grade. And now go fucking study, you lazy, spoiled American brats. It's a very crude bandage we've, we're putting on a very big wound. We're just doing the best we can, we can said Binder, who's using Zoom and Google Classroom to teach economics, AP history, and government at El Cerrito High School. Near. So, oh, I'm sure she's doing a wonderful job. Sure, she's doing a wonderful job. A video can't look at your child's face and see the confusion. A teacher can do that, she said. Uh, I guess the kid better learn, huh? It, we're making it seem that humans, albeit little children, are just completely helpless and complete. Really, it, it, oh, hey, here's the soda can. And a, a little child has about the same amount of agency and decision making ability that that soda can does. And oh my God, the soda can is to totally not capable of anything. Oh my God, we couldn't do it. How, oh my gosh, without, oh, with a soda can is helpless. It's like, really? Well, what, what's the, why, why live? Why? Why? If the kids and the humans are no more intelligent than plants and we need a lot of government incentives and programs and things and oh, this isn't working. And I, da, da, da. If they're that helpless, they don't deserve to live. We don't deserve to move on as a species. I, really? You're bitching about the different type of apps that are on the, in today, 2020, in the current year. We're worried about how to convey information over the internet, how to do online classes. <laughs> oh. She worries that this generation of students may end up suffering academically, socially, and emotionally. Now, don't worry. The divorced parents or parents who were never married in the first place and shitty teachers and the drugs you're pumping them through fully with will make them just as fucked up as the millennials. Around the world, parents and schools are facing similar challenge. In Italy, the virus's first epicenter in Europe, schools have tried to adapt to online learning with spotty success rates in some parts of Italy's hard-hit North May schools went weeks without assigning lessons. And one parent said her high school-aged daughter went 
two months without a math lessons. Whose fucking responsibility and fault is that then? What? Well, it the the purpose I highlight this article is show is to show you how little your parents care about you. Your parents will. Oh, I'm just a helpless Italian mother. How could my daughter learn the maths without the schools and the teachers? Ah, uh, geez, I don't know, bitch. Maybe you go to the library, grab a book. What was she in? Is she a sophomore? Okay, that's what? Advanced algebra? Geometry? There's not tutorials? You don't even have to inconvenience yourself going to the library to get a geometry book. And what's this like the kids? Are they soda cans? They can't study on their own? They can't self-teach? The opportunity we got here right now to like not rely on teachers or an education system and just use the internet to self-instruct and self-teach for free and they get a certification later on by a government or some kind of authoritative industrial agency. Like you test for your CPA, you test for this, you test for that. We have a great opportunity to learn how to self-teach and self-learn. But (laughs) I don't know, parents. The schools are down. Who's going to take care of my kids? Who's going to feed them and educate them? My daughter went two months without a math lesson. Well, whose fault is that? <laughs> Wait, it really does. It's really sad. It just shows you how much parents today view you kids as a thing. You're not a responsibility. You're not a child. You're not someone they love or care about. You're this thing. You're an entertainment device. You're, you're just propagating the species. That's scratching the biological itch. And then when it comes time to actually make maybe sacrifice or do something for you, they can't even say, oh, well, we better we better man up and go think, okay, where were you studying there, Amy? Okay, Amy, you were studying geometry. Let's go. Where were you? S-A-S, A-A-S, A-S-A, where were you? Or are you intrigued? No, well, here's a book on trigonometry. Let's study this together. That's a cosine. This is a sine. Sokotoa, if anybody remembers that one. <clears throat> and uh and and who's responsible and and then to have the stupidity and the naivete not to say to take agency and control the situation oh i better help out my daughter i better you know go teach her math <laughs> or that maybe times are going to suck yeah times are going to suck you might have to work and educate your children and feed them. I know. I don't care if Western civilization makes it because Western civilization doesn't even love their children. And they're instilling the same thing with their children. Where the children are going to be brought up to like, oh, I, I, I need the drugs. And like, there's, there's never a self-reliance. There's never a love. There's never a focus on the family. Never a focus on <clears throat> your tribe or your culture. It's what is the gut? What is the what are other people via the government going to do for me? How am I oppressed? And I want to YOLO and live only live once. And I want to do things I want to do, even if I and I want to have kids, but I don't want to raise my own kids. If you're not going to be vested in your own fucking children, let's call it quits. Let's call it over. We're done with society. Just, you know. I'd say there's no reason to go on. I mean, I guess the future is incubation and test two babies. You never really see your child. I did the math. I think teachers spend three times the amount of time with children than their own parents do. That's because you don't love your kids. I got I got it now. I figured it out. You don't love your kids. Got it. <clears throat> I love my children. No, you don't, lady. No, you don't. 
In France, many parents with young children are taking advantage of a national initiative because uh, we need government to do that. That pays 84% of salaries of parents need to take off to care for full-time kids. The country's centralized school system has helped streamline teaching with standard online programs, but there have been widespread disparities, concerns about equality in low-income families who have shitty parents who never should have had kids in the first place. Oh, sorry, who don't have internet access and devices. Oh, well, maybe you shouldn't have had the kids. Life's not fair. Yeah, it must suck. That must suck. I guess those kids are going to have to work harder, huh? Kara Illig, a mother of three in Eisenberg, Pennsylvania, finally broke down one day last week. Her fourth grade son had six English assignments all due at the end of the day. Well, who? <laughs> did it? Did he get it that morning? You're six. They're, they're done in 48 hours, 24 hours. Really? You weren't on his ass? Her second grade daughter had to build a table that would support a dictionary using only printer paper, cardboard, and duct tape. That kind of sounds fun. She could barely keep track of their assignments, four different school email accounts, 12 Google live streams in her own worries that she transitioned to a new job while working from home. I was feeling like a failure. I thought, I just can't do this, she said. She posted on a private a message on a private parent-teachers organizing group on Facebook. Is anyone else having a hard time keeping up with all this? She added, my entire Facebook feed is nothing but photos of happy, organized families sitting together at a kitchen table doing classwork, and I cannot relate. The post immediately got more than seven replies, most of them supportive, and earned her a call from a slightly irritated school principal, she said. Within days, the district told teachers to no longer assign work with a daily deadline. She ruffled feathers, ba-ba-ba, ba-da-ba. What was missing from that story? Kara Eilig, mother of three. I, I, I. Is this a strong, independent woman? Don't need no man. Fish bicycle. Why did it go into the Twitter? Why did it go into the Twitter? I didn't ask it to go into the Twitter. Um, View resume. Is this the gal? 10 years, New York City, worthless degree. Oh, yeah, she's a mommy blogger. Okay, mommy blogger. Hey, she writes for blogs. I think this is the same one. Uh, no father available for comment. <laughs> really? It takes two, huh? Uh, here. I don't want to get too much into this. Makes very little money. Can't do this. Yeah, the, most of the articles are about her. If if this is the same Kara Eilig, uh, she has a worthless degree, a worthless profession, and I don't see a father mentioned. Don't see a husband mentioned. And that's it. That's the thing. I don't care. There you go. Be happy. Be happy. It's not us. Be happy. We uh, we don't have kids. Be happy that if we did have kids, we are a much higher statistical group to have ourselves a spouse that will help us raise the children's. Um, stay on the super chats. May this be an early day. Maybe there's not that many super chats. I can go home. Got a couple here. 
The competent man for five bucks. Dude bros, diamond offshore chapter 11 after years of strong cash flows, but did lots of debt. JC Penny about the five chapter 11 USO 52 week low. I thought JC Penny already, oh, that was Sears. Sears already went, went belly up. <clears throat> well, you guys want to have lots of debt. You guys want to have lots of debt. That was the thing back in the 90s. Uh, corporations were trying to get rid of their debt. And then in the post-financial crisis um, teens, after the financial crisis, uh, the new thing was leveraged buybacks, where they would just borrow a bunch of money to lower uh, the equity they had to pay out to lessen the number of shareholders. So that their shares became super, super, super valuable. They didn't invest in any new assets. <clears throat> they didn't come up with a new product line. Um, they just... It was math. It was like, well, and, and since they're shareholders and they get stock options, that's another main reason corporate executives have to buy back the shares by borrowing money. But then there's this thing called like oh, when a recession happens or a hurricane hits. Oh, well, oh, the money's not coming in. Oh, did you save enough money for your interest payments? You didn't? Oh, I guess you're going to file for bankruptcy. Half dollar one for $2.99. Operation Evil, asshole daycare. Nope. <clears throat> nope. I will never. No. No. I will never work with children. Mm -mm. Nope. No way. Way too much a liability for a man. Absolutely not. Nope. I used to substitute teach, and that was kind of fun, especially if you got some like uh, intelligent juniors and seniors in a higher ed, uh, higher end, you know, AP class. Or if it was the little tykes, the little kindergartners, first graders are fun because you can lie to them and they believe you. Uh, but no, no, there's no, this, this clamoring, oh, there needs to be more men in, in, you know, elementary education. No, mm -mm, no guys. No, you don't even go in there. Sexual harassment and then pedophilia accusations. It doesn't even have to have the slightest hint of truth to it. No, no, you don't go. You don't teach. I, I don't think any of you should be teachers if, if for the other reason, uh, the politics, in the admin and the hell you're going to have to go through. Um, th that, that alone is, is reason enough not to uh, go and become a teacher. And I know good teachers who that's the number one. They can't teach. They're good teachers. They could teach if their hands weren't tied behind their back. And there wasn't all this regulatory bullshit sent out to them basically by the state. Ronan Boyle for five uh, British. Hey, it's Tom Likas. You got the Tom Likas image there. Bastards over there. Keep keeping me awake after I finished a night shift. As they're putting decking in, it looks like they're guarding by Norwegian cruise uh, captain. No, I don't want to buy any. I don't want to set up. I just paid my taxes today. I don't want to. I don't want to do anything. I just. I want to get all my work done. I want to go look at my to do list. And I, I just. I really want to retire, guys. I really. And you're going to get to that stage where, like, I'll never give this up fully, but I'd love to scale down. I'd love to just like write a book every five years instead of every two. Um, asshole consulting, just kind of like, kind of, oh, hey, let's just take the best ones. Let's do that. But man, I, I really just, is it sunny out or did the clouds come back? Yeah, it's sunny out. So maybe I'll go for a walk. I'll go for a walk again. Judd Grover, good buddy Judd. He's always around for two bucks. As George Collins said, the public sucks. Fuck hope. Yeah. The, the, and it's getting worse. It's just getting worse. I was no big fan. Like when you went to school, you you got an idea as just how debauched and worthless society was when you're in school. That's that's human nature. Middle school people, you're just like, oh yeah, th these are worthless people. 
But now as time goes on, I'm getting older. I just did a Clary test on Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan. Just a worthless person. How did she become governor? You know, <laughs> why, why did you guys vote that in? I mean, fine, go get a, another Democrat who worked for a real job. But we just, and, and the article I just read, parents just don't love it. I don't know what, if you can't love your children, there's no hope. Like that's the final test. Well, do you at least love your child? No. I mean, uh, you you look at these deadbeat dads. They're like A ten warthogs. They come in and airstrike their sperm into a woman's vagina, and they're out before she even gives birth. So a lot of deadbeat dads don't give a shit about their kids. A lot of moms don't give a shit about their kids. A lot of swipple, perfect, swindipply, dippleless white people who are married and it's the perfect family. They don't care about their kids because they got to work. Have you guys seen um, American Beauty? That is absolute must. One of my top five favorite films. You've got to see American Beauty. Great movie about how, and it. I know it was an editorial piece about the perfect American suburbs, but it, it was accurate to it. Now, it was accurate to an extent. It wasn't as dramatic as all that where people are killing each other. It's not that, that is not, but Again, seeing people's balance sheets and tax returns, that's what it is. It's all fake. And then you wonder why these kids who come from otherwise, you know, the best school districts and the Wysese and the Adinas and the EPs and the Woodberries. My goodness, I tried to but their parents never spend time with them, don't love them. And the kids go, wow, did those kids end up on antidepressants too? What's that like being a parent where like you're bragging on the internet about your child that you don't love? Like, and it's just your, is that, it's bragging about you. I figured out, never mind. I answered my own question. It's all about you. My child did X, Y, and Z. Thus, I am queen bitch, you know, Shira of the Wysese. <laughs> oh, she, and there was one, there was one where I knew this gal just the, bitch of a like the epitomal Karen and she was a powerful mortgage gal or marketing some bullshit she was strong independent one her daughter was gonna oh she got accepted to some how can you celebrate oh my child got accepted to college what like what like everyone else like Texas AM literally accepts mentally retarded students they have a program for mentally disabled and retarded students it's not a thing to get accepted to college anymore. But there she goes, my daughter got accepted. And she majored in some shit. And then I remember, I can't tell you how I ran into this person. Find out later, you know, five years later, she's just trying to find herself. You know, it's tough job market. I'm like, bitch, the job market, it's, it's 3.8% unemployment. How would, how, what's, what would be the Volcker recession for you? Would that be the end of days? What would be an easy uh, labor market? Zero percent unemployment? Homeschool time for $5.79. Tell your kids start online bid ass now. By September 1st, 2020, they should be making more than their teachers. That Not that it's that hard. You know what? <clears throat> if parents love their children, and if there was an entrepreneurial spirit, and if there was a father figure, and I'm willing to let that be the mother too, because, you know, most boys today, most men, fathers like, I like, and they're not gay. They're straight. The hands are limpy. Your average straight man's more masculine and, and manly than your average white dude in the suburbs. Like, you know, they could have. 
I just went over here and I did that. And, oh, I brought him to hockey practice. <laughs> all these nuclear... All yes, dear. Yes, wife. <laughs> you get a masculine entity in there. You can train your kids. Like, hey, we're doing the math. Because I effing told you so. If you don't, I'm going to spank you. And you're going to limp. You get the math done. All right. Now we're going to learn how to set up an LLC. Now we're going to we're going to set up uh, we're going to learn about income statements and balance sheets. And now we're going to look at what can you sell your kids. I always said the babysitting, babysittingpimp.com.org to make everybody comfy. You just need one ringer, one ringleader to hire up all her presumably uh 13 and 14 year old buddies in the middle school and, and lower high school. You bill out $25 an hour. You get some training. You're all like, look, we're all showing up in on this together. We're going to be on time. We're going to be reliable. We're going to charge $20 an hour. And as long as you're reliable, whoever comes up with that business idea and follows up on it, they could be making $80 an hour. Like, you know, the girl, I, I picture the madam, the babysitter madam. <laughs> Some 14-year-old kid got a really nice Apple iPhone. And running a business on her iPhone, I could see it. You guys could see it. Can you see it? Can you see the dream? Did you see the possibility? It could happen. This could, there's gotta be out of the 150 million American women. Well, I don't know how many are like middle school age or babysitting age, but of the millions, there's gotta be one, gotta be one. There's gotta be dad out there. Someone that's got the, the, the fatherliness, the non pussiness, the whole, well, we strict discipline, get this going on. And then she's hustling. She's got her website up. People are signing up. It's all automated. She sends, all right, uh, uh, Amy, you go out to the Johnsons. Uh, Francis, you go out. I don't know what kid today is named Francis, but Francis, you go to the, the Mikulskis. And then um, um, uh, Shana, you, you, you go to the Smiths. All right. Uh, here's your $15 an hour. Okay, good to go. And then she's making $80 an hour. Weekend goes by, Friday, Saturday night's all done and said and done. A 14-year-old makes 500 bucks just doing a little thing on the internet, maybe sending her buddies out. <clears throat> and you could make more than your average teacher. You could. Do you think boomers will escape financial judgment and collect Social Security, as I've been told by them my whole life? They would, but I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, they're going to. They will escape financial judgment. They're already on the way out. A lot of them have already died. Um, they will collect their social security. Uh, I think Gen X is going to collect social security because the millennials and Gen Zers vote for socialism all the time, not knowing that guarantees our payments uh, at their expense. But they could kick that ball down rolling. You know, maybe they pass it on to Generation Alpha, whoever's coming up after that. I don't know. Um, yeah, but the boomers are, it, it's a given. They're, they're coasting, man. They're way ahead of us decades wise. They're, they're going to get their money. What is going to be the real question is whether these social security checks will have any value or been inflated away. And a perfect example, and boomers face this. So in a certain sense, they didn't get away with it where a boomer will sell their house or reverse mortgage it or whatever. And then they're dumped into this rental market where they're like, what's rent? It's 2000 a month for a nice two bedroom in a nice part of town. It's like, yeah. Remember all that money you voted to the increase in the taxes and the money supply? <clears throat> Although the millennials did vote. For Obama disproportionate, so that's where a lot of that money came from. Uh, yeah, your expense that and, and your social security check is based on these quaint little cost of living adjustments of two to three percent. Well, your main living expenses, namely rent and health care, have gone up a lot more. It's not the CPI basket old goods. 
it is uh it is your main expenses have gone up a lot cars oh yeah cars are very expensive now and so even though they get a cost of living adjustment according to the cpi that's good uh that social security check does not go anywhere near as far as it did like in 1980 or 1960 uh because of, of living expenses frankly and for boomers more uh, health expenses but then they got the metal care the meta medicare no Medicaid, yeah. No, Medicare is Medicaid is for poor people. Medicare is for old people. Are we done? Are we caught up now? No, nonstop grazing there. Oh, gosh, nonstop trading. Is that the last one? Aaron Cleary, life coach, influencer, storyteller. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. It's kind of funny what you're going to be remembered for. I will probably be most remembered for writing an article that I didn't want to see Mad Max Thunderdome, or not Thunderdome, Mad Max Vagina Logs, uh, because it was uh, being sold as a feminist movie. I'm like, I don't, don't want to watch it. And that, that made the globe, the globe lose their communal shit. Because a guy in, in Indiana wears blue shirt. Guy in Minnesota doesn't want to see his feminist flick. And that made global headlines. And uh, what's sad is the rest of my right, yeah, oh, he was a life coach and influencer and storyteller. It's like, fuck. Can't you just say asshole? The man that may need and look up to figuratively, but most have to look down to literally in person. Yes, yes, I am short. Yes, I am short. Which, if you guys did not know, Dre, nonstop Dre 360, is like at least six foot nine. And he has a tremendously sized penis. That's that's in case you didn't know. In case you didn't know. And he bangs all the girls at his college. Uh, nonstop Dre for two bucks. Idiocracy, a documentary, not a comedy of thoughts. It is both. It is both. It is scary how much it is a documentary. Um that <clears throat> In Last Man Standing, people had to put a gun to my head uh, to watch because so many times people said, you got to see this. you got to see this. Like, I got to see Tiger King. No, no, I don't. And then I go watch something like Tiger King or something like that. This sucks. So then when people start telling me, oh, you got to do this. you got to see this. you got to read that. And I'm like, no, I don't. I really don't. So I have this natural bias, like an 85% bias to not do what you say I have to do. But then I watched Last Man Standing and Idiocracy, and they're brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Dan Hunsecker for five bucks. Hey, Cappy, what is the design for your hat? It looks like a San Diego State Aztec log logos. No, that's the uh, Chicago Blackhawks hockey team. My buddy Snowplow got this for me. I got a free hat. So, um, yeah, that's the one that I have of three over in the hat pile. So, yeah, that taken care of. No, so it's not the <clears throat> San Diego State Aztec logo. It's uh, the Blackhawks. I do like the, the layout, though, the colors and the green and the orange and the yellow and all that's pretty cool although somebody instead of the cleveland indians where you know the indians logo uh, with that font and it's got the indian dude with the little um, feathers coming on and it's a, a red guy with a big ass smile they, someone did a spoof of that called caucasian so it's like this white guy with blue eyes and blonde hair and it just says caucasian i'm like i gotta get that shirt so i'm gonna get that shirt that'd be pretty funny that'd be pretty cool Oh, and then what bike do I ride? I got a 2007 
Honda VTX 1300 uh, engine. And then in the Southern Command, I have a Honda 1100 Sabre. I prefer the Sabre over the 1300. Both are fine bikes, very comfortable. The Sabre is just a smaller bike, and I think its weight to power ratio is lower. So it's got, our power to weight ratio is higher. So it's got a little bit more pep and pickup. Um, and they're, they're relatively easy to work on. That's a big thing I really appreciate is how easy it is to work on the vehicles. So but we'll see. Um, and I don't know if I'll get another bike because the bikes are just for driving around. I've never really cared what the bike looks like. I, I appreciate the new Indian bikes. Um, they've came out. I think it Polaris owns them. They've come out with some real pretty pieces of art. They're really pretty. They're real good looking bikes. Um, and I remember I was in South Dakota in Nemo. Math, I'm looking up. And there was an old school, like it had to be classic Indian. And there were motorcycles from the 30s there. And they were in pristine condition. And I was like, whoa, this is like a museum on wheels. It was one of the most pretty things I've ever seen where you saw these old school uh, Indian motorcycles that were still running and they were all having a good time. They're all, all riding around. I pull up on my Honda. And I look like a dope. Cause I don't have a, I mean like that, that old school fifties cornflower blue. Uh, one was a military um, green uh, themed one. Oh, they just look great. They just look great. That was wonderful. Stop trade for five bucks. I was literally speechless of how weak and spineless most modern men are when I got out of the Marines in 2018 at 21. Yet again, I'm a California. Yeah. Well, I've, I've asked this a, a couple of my buddies because now I'm old and I remember, you know, boys in the hood. And I, I'm so old. I remember when Run DMC was, people would argue they weren't the first real rap group, but they were the first, should we say, uh, uh, nationally famous rap group. But that wasn't hardcore rap. I mean, that was not coming out of the ghetto or uh, South Central. And there was like, oh, yeah, man, you don't go to that part of town. That, that's the black game. That's the Crips. That's the Bloods. That's the Latinos over there. And there was at a time when you were poor, you had a fight more. You, you're fighting your friends. You're fighting enemies. You'd form gangs and no dads around or anything. But you were a badass. You were a badass. And a couple guys now are my age who are black and kind of grew up, they're like, yeah, like it's not the same. There's not, there's some badasses and whatnot. And not that they even go back to the old neighborhood, but they too are kind of like, what the fuck happened? Nobody's throwing punches. No one gets in fights. They're, they're narking on their buddies in school. Um, yeah. A lot of that has to do with abortion where we've killed off, um, the unwanted kids that thankfully would have been brought up under horrible environments would have turned out more criminal or violent. There's that. Um, I think the schools have just been cracking down. Um, and yeah, you don't want bullying, but it also did serve a purpose too. Um, and it's so feminized now, the public schools and, and, you know, it doesn't matter what, what your race is or what, what neighborhood you're into. You're going into a public school. It's all vagina. It's all effeminate and, um, feelings and this and that and so yeah and then even when you have men in the public schools there we i remember some some guy some male teacher was crying because because the kids returned his hat or they bought him a new hat when his hat was stolen he started breakdowning and crying i was like what his hat 
or some small or minor like that. And just like, oh, it's the nicest thing ever. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And testosterone has been going down when I did the numbers for uh, uh, behind the, not behind the housing crash. How oh, not to become a millennial. Yeah, the numbers for it. They don't have them updated. The last, last data I could find was 2008. So I'm real curious 12 years later what your average 30-year-old millennial looks like right now, what the average Gen Zer has. Um, but yeah, there are no men. There are very, very, very few men left. Very few. And if you're married, ain't none of you standing up to your wives or being fathers. Uh, David, 128 for five bucks. Thanks for reading the article. In your opinion, is true. Parenting is hard. Yes! <laughs> no, taking this helpless little infant from that to 18 years old is just a, a cakewalk. Yes, it's hard. I don't know what they thought. And and like the first indication parenting might be hard would have been giving birth to the women. I don't know if women maybe picked up on that, but birthing and, and, and going into labor is very difficult. That might be a sign of things to come. How soon until the schools ask for more money? Here are some shekels. Uh, the schools, how soon? They always ask for more money. What What is, what is that? They're always going to ask for more money. They're not going to ask for less. They always ask for more money. That's what they always do. And Atham, our good buddy Atham. Cappy is a petite influence. 5'3 and weighs 125. I am not 5'3". And 125, you know that. I am 5'9 and a buck 50. Starting to feel like Higgins with you two. The three Hanyakers running around. And I'm in great shape for my size, height, and age. I'm in great shape just for any one of those. Problem is, everybody else much bigger, taller, stronger, and faster than I am. That's. All right, and that's it for Super Chats now. Uh, let me get to some emails here. Maybe I'll do an asshole consulting quest. No. Um, here, let's do this. Let me highlight it now. Let me do this. Hang on, guys. Bear with me. How about this? Let's all take a break. I'll come back. I'm going to do some asshole consulting. I got set up where I could email the link to people. So let's all take a break.
All right. I got to email the guy who sent in this original request. Let's move that closer here. And what time is it? It is 52 minutes, 30 seconds. So we'll email Brian. Boom. Boom. Look at that. Cappy saving time already. Saving hours of the day. All right. Uh, Brian writes, uh, hey, Aaron, how and when do you think the coronavirus will slow down to the point where the public feels safe again? Do you think it's a likely a vaccine or treatment will come out soon? Or do you think the virus will just naturally run its course? For all we know, the majority of Americans have already gotten the virus that don't know it because of lack of testing, which makes the death rates inaccurate. Uh, I have a feeling it'll just come and go like any other pandemic, like SARS, like MERS, like pig, swo- uh, pig flu or swine flu or bird flu. Um, we'll come up with a vaccine. I don't know when we are going to come out with it. I'm not a virologist. But don't worry, Jack Dorsey donated a billion dollars to this. So now that money just solves everything. Because there wasn't enough financial incentive to go create a vaccine now. But no, it's going to run its course. Um, you know, this is survival of the fittest. I hate to sound like this, but okay. So a certain percent of the population can't hack this virus. The rest of us can. Goodbye. You know, a third of, of the world's population, or the recorded history of the world's population from the Middle East out to Europe... They died during the bubonic plague. I think it was the 1300s. Uh, and that, that ran its course. And there would, it would come back. It came back. There'd be like towns that would have it. And they you know most of them would die. <clears throat> so when do I think the coronavirus will slow down to the point where the public feels safe again? Well, you got all, you got all your Karens. You got all your, uh, Safety Nazis, your safety bunnies. Um, a lot of soccer moms are going to still go out um, with their masks on. They're not going to let their children out. I know I know, three kids that are quarantined right now because the mom is like way over fucking reacting to this. Way over fucking reacting. But it's not my kids. I don't make decisions. It's not my kids. Uh, so, and as per Dre's comment that everyone's becoming bigger pussies now, uh, it even though... Right now, we could all go out, fine. There's a bump. We get sick. Some percentage of us die. It's going to be very small. Uh, There are people who are so worried about it because it's something to worry about that they will stay in until the government tells them when it's absolutely necessary and and because nothing's too good for their little children. Uh, So a certain segment of the population... um, You know, the Karens, the, the ones who narc, oh, they're having a bonfire together. They will, um, they will stay quarant- self quarantined until like there's like a total, you know, okay, you could, but then those people may actually have their lives changed forever. Where, oh, we have to have a, a mask, they'll wear a mask anytime they go to an airport. Um, I don't know, but whatever, what is everyone in their fucked up minds they're gonna do? But honestly, a significant percent of the population, and I say about half, are sick of this shit, and they're pent up, and they don't give a damn anymore. Um, this has not turned out to be the deaths we thought it was going to be. And they're ready to get back to life and back to work and go to a bar and have a beer. Another, I don't know, 30% are like, well, I'm going to wait a little bit. You know, Maybe I'll go to this, but I'm not going to go to a, 
a sports game. Um, I think that's something, you know, like sports games and concerts and even roller skating. I drove past this roller skating rink. I, I took uh, Lucifer and Geronimo to. I was like, oh, I forgot how much I love roller skate because I went roller skating for the first time in 20 years. I, I was really good at it. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. It's like dancing, but flowing. It's like a combination of motorcycle riding and dancing at the same time. It's just really fun. And, um, well, you probably can't do that. But I think restaurants, um, you know, it'll be this nice easing into normal life again where it's like, okay, well, allow 50 people to sit down, but you're all sparsed apart at the tables. Then it's like, okay, you can be checker marked on the tables, but then it'll be like, okay, now now we're all we're all back. <clears throat> the majority of people on YouTube, even the young healthy ones who have gotten COVID-19, say it's very brutal and beg people to stay at home because it's that bad. Well, those are the ones who said it's very brutal. How many are there? I mean, it's coming out now in more than one source that half the times it's asymptomatic. So you're like, eh, all right, well, I, it's not brutal for me. I mean, we could have, I could have had it. I could have it right now. I'm just like, oh, Cleary's genetics just kind of gives the COVID-19 the high five, says, no, get the fuck out of here. And that's it. However, there's still tons of people reluctant to get a vaccine when it comes out because they don't trust it. Yeah, you're going to have those people too. They don't do vaccines because <laughs> it wasn't my bad parenting in a mother that made my child have autism or Asperger's. It was the vaccine. It wasn't the fact that the dad around my children are fucked up and have a bipolar disorder. No, it, it was this vaccine. I just can't picture the coronavirus running wild too much longer without someone in medical figuring out a good solution. Your thoughts? Yeah, they'll they'll come up. Inevitably, they'll come up with a vaccine, and then that will be the all clear. But we mustn't ever learn or forget the lessons we learned from COVID nineteen. Like what? We don't need teachers. We don't need to commute. Uh, everyone's a fucking hypochondriac and, uh, some people are just, and, and there's this thing called bad luck and the world is not ideal. I'm going to go for a nice long walk. Look at that sun. So, yeah, I think we'll go back to normal pretty soon. I'd say like a month. I'd even say three weeks. I'm real, but it, it's dependent on individual governors and individual countries. I'm I'm real curious how our Minnesota governor is gonna, because if he extends it, I'll be like, no, nah, I'm out of here. Nope, nope. <clears throat> and that will have proven to me, like, yeah, that the your decisions are no longer based on what's happening empirically. And he would argue, and they have this model that's about as reliable as global warming models. Um, I'd be like, yeah, now, now I'm, I'm now you're really starting. It's, this month vacation was fine. We can retool, but now people have to get back to work. And if the governor comes out and says, we got to expedite to the end of May, I'd be like, yeah, no, fuck you. I mean, because I'm lucky. I don't, I work on the internet, so I'm very fortunate. That cannot be said of everybody in Minnesota or the nation. Um, they're nanny Nazis. That's what they are. They're nanny Nazis. Not Governor Waltz yet, but. You know, hey, let's go out and have fun. And all right, you can have you can have a happy hour outside. I mean, come on, the weather's getting nice. All right, you could be outside. You can't be inside, but you could be outside. I think that I think bars and uh, restaurants would be okay with that. Throwing some more here. Naraj Chuanhan, Chua, Chuanhan, 
hope that's the right way. Cappy, show us your PhD in feminism from Harvard. <laughs> Uh, hey, you want me to just write it with a crayon? Because that's about as valuable as it is. Yeah, 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 PhD. Eric Burns Marsh for two bucks. God bless Sweden and Belarus for not locking down. Oh, Belarus didn't lock down? Good for them. I feel bad for Belarus. That's one of the more uh, tyrannical governments out there. I think the guy's been in power since the Soviets collapse. Uh, Ronan Boyle for two British pounds. What do you think of the bums being given more money? I, I just, that's California. That's, they're going to piss it away on heroin and booze. And what, they're going to turn their life around? I know somebody. <clears throat> I know. I want to tell you a story. Now, you see, there were two people. One guy was a heroin crack pot booze addict and the other guy was not the other guy and the other guy kept giving the heroin pot booze addict guy money and legs up and i understand and rise to the airport and i'll help you out da, da, da. not knowing that that enabling behavior is what allowed the other guy to never face poverty like true poverty i know you say well they're in poverty no 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 when you can buy drugs and booze, you haven't faced starvation. Without facing starvation, without facing cold and hunger and homelessness and everyone bailing you out, you're still getting fed. Like you need your life threatened by a lack of resources because of your laziness because you're not going to work. But if an intermediary comes in, there's some goody two-shoes, dumbass, closed-minded, leftist, Marxist, you know, Karen or twiddle thought or what. Let's help out the poor. Let's get them food shelter. Now you've denied. They've they've gone through a lot of pain right now. But right when it's important that they finally get the last lesson in that book, so they might turn their lives around, you don't let them hit rock bottom. And that's pretty much all leftists and Democrats is they never let people hit rock bottom and fully suffer the costs and consequences of their stupid mistakes. And so over decades, I've known this individual to give the other individual money, bailout, this, that, help. And it's like, dude, you're the problem. I mean, and once the, the charitable guy gives up, don't worry, there'll be plenty of, of soccer moms and Democrat women that will come in and vote for other people's money to take care of this other guy. But that's the problem. You gave them more money. And therefore, they can continue this lifestyle because they just have a very, very, very low tolerance for work. They can't do it. But if you put them up to starvation, if all of a sudden they might die, they all of a sudden get in shape. They're like, okay, I better, oh, maybe I should, you know. So I don't know. Great. We gave bums money. That won't solve the problem. But it made a bunch of liberal uh, Democrat women very happy, feel good about themselves. Made me poor. Made you poor. Made more shit in the streets of San Francisco. But that's that's why I think about bums being given more money. Cool, we're done with that. All right, let's do another asshole consulting video. Uh, Ice Nose. He, uh, this is my buddy Luis, who I have yet to visit over in Anaheim. Uh, hey, asshole, Ice Nose here. I just thought I'd give you a good news story. Read on air if you think it's worth uh, the while. 
I'm changing some details and names in order to keep the main man anonymous. Who wants to stay anonymous? This happened to me about a year ago. <clears throat> I was driving my van in a commercial zone of a city I live in. It was raining. I was driving in a busy intersection. I looked through my windshield wiper and saw a little lap dog in the middle of the intersection. He was black and fluffy and couldn't have weighed more than five pounds, just like me, according to Atham. <laughs> I thought to myself, he's a danger to himself and all the traffic around here. I had to act. I opened the door, stepped out, and reached for him. He recoiled and walked back into the middle of the intersection. Fortunately, the other cars there noticed him and let him cross. I turned right and was just and just as I was calling animal control, Doggy walked my direction. This time I didn't reach for him. I just opened my van door and said, and, and he jumped in. I drove back to my warehouse, parked the in the garage, and let the doggy out. He was a sweet little pup, affectionate and submissive. Got to work on finding out who his owners were. He had a collar with an out-of-town number, so I called. It was an animal rescue in California, but the gal on the line was very helpful. She asked me to text her a picture of the dog to her cell phone. I did. She recognized him immediately. She told me that his name was Fluffy. Okay, now I got a name for the dog. She asked me if I could give her my number so that she could relay the story onto Fluffy's owners. I said, sure. I figured that it would be a while, so I'd take Fluffy home with me for the afternoon and maybe the night. I'd get a call later, and then I'd get Fluffy to reunite with his owner. So far, everything's fine. I'm, I'm wondering where the fuck over comes in. Where does life break out its monstrous dick to fuck you in the ass on this one? I'm just wondering where it's about to happen. Well, it was it 10 minutes later that my phone rang, and a fellow with a foreign accent called. He asked me if I could pick, uh, if he could pick Fluffy up. So I told him I was driving. It would be better if he took the, if I took the dog to him. He texted me his address. It was a warehouse not far from where I rescued Fluffy. I found it. Sure enough, there was an older gentleman outside of the warehouse. I opened the van door, and yay, dog and owner reunion. The story would have ended happily enough right there, but it got better. Oh, there is no dick coming out the fuck us in the ass on this one. Oh, all right. He invited me in because it was still raining. He wanted to thank me appropriately and out of the rain. So I walked into his front office. There was pictures of his of classic aircraft on the walls. He told me, welcome to the lunatic fringe of aviation. I liked him already. I was able to identify just about all the planes on his posters. He said, oh, so you know airplanes, do you? Come into my warehouse and look at what I'm working on. Oh, dude, was he working on planes? Oh, Inside there, there were two classic aircraft being worked on. He pointed at one and asked, you know what? You know that one? I dropped my jaw, of course. I said, that's a blank. I'm not saying the kind of plane it was because there aren't that many around. Oh, you got to email me and let me know. I won't tell no one. You got to tell me what kind of plane he was working on. Uh, because there are only two in flying condition in the world. He was working to make it three. It's an obscure World War II plane that few people know of and only the most geeky of airplane geeks know. He told his, his mechanics, hey, this guy rescued my dog and now he's identifying my planes. Then there we just geeked out on World War II planes. I've since met him a few more times and I've seen a few of his exemplars fly at the local airport. Just to be present to see one of those beauties take off and land is a privilege. This is a great story. This is such a nice, happy story. I'm so happy about it. Thank you. Thank you for sending this one. Occasionally, I drop this fellow a line. I go to his hangar to say hello to him and see his planes. I ask him. I ask. I keep him anonymous, and he allows me to take pictures. So as long as I don't show him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like to see the pictures, but don't send me the pictures. I do want to know the type of plane he's working on. <clears throat> so there. That's my good news story. The story of how I met a very interesting man and got to see a rare classic aircraft, all because I rescued a, a dog 
I snows. That's great. That's a great that, that goes into the book file. Let's put that into the book file. Reminds me of when I met the uh, Pacific World War II sniper because I kind of protected him from a bunch of ne'er-do-wellers at his bar. Guys on oxygen tank and these, I won't go into the story, but the the cool thing about that story, I'll tell you this, this other angle of the story. It wasn't that he was a World War II sniper. That was already cool enough, all right? That was already cool. It's that he was this pissed off curmudgeonly old dude that didn't like nobody. And because I stuck around and made sure these other guys had gone away, he's like, thanks for doing that. You're my friend. It's the fact this pissed off old man called me his friend. I was like, holy shit. Not like we're buddy buddies from the war or anything like that. But this guy who, trust me, I'm I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, he's that pissed off old man who ain't got no friends. But then you did something and you earned his respect. That was the biggest thing. I got this pissed off curmudgeon of a man. Like, you're a good friend. I'm like, wow. Holy shit. (laughs) That was a great... Thanks, Luis. That was a great story. That was a great story. All right. Let's keep on the super chat so I don't don't cheat anybody out of their money. Oh, we already had Naraj. Already had uh, that. Uh, 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 uh. Bum's giving money. Noah. How good old Noah Acosta? Thoughts of Trump tweets about Illinois. I don't know. What was it? Hang on, let me pull this up. Trump tweets Illinois. Trump's tweets are fomenting. I don't know. Does it matter? I, did he piss off some leftists? Wow, here's a fat, dopey-looking, connected mafioso uh, Democrat governor. Who knew? Governor Pritzker. Claims Trump's tweets are fomenting violence during a Washington Post live stream. Democrat Illinois Governor Pritzker blamed Donald Trump for fomenting protests and violence over extending shelter place orders in the state. Washington Post political reporter Robert Acosta asked Pritzker if he believed Trump was stoking civil arrest. I'm very disappointed with the rhetoric and messaging coming from the president. Pritzker said when Trump tweets out liberate Michigan or liberate Minnesota... <laughs> Dude, I don't like Trump. He's not, I I don't hate him either. God, he's the most, this is like having Jesse Ventura as governor of Minnesota. It's just great. I'm I'm sorry, Pritzker, that your dick is so small and you're such a a fragile pussy that Trump trolling you, not even trolling you. This is like needling you. This is, come on, come on. That's fomenting violence. That's fomenting. When can anyone take a joke? God almighty. What do you think it could mean down the line? Oh, like this is some kind of, can it just be he's giving you the needle? He's just busting your balls? It's a political maneuver in the middle of a national emergency, but it could mean terrible things. Here's another reason you don't want to have beers with these people. They're boring as fuck. You could end up with violence. Why? What? Is Chicago's violence going to get any less? Is it going to get worse? Well, yeah, because it's not violent now. 
The, the Democrat Party has caused more violence. I, I guarantee you over time, but we should do some numbers. I should do some math. But the number of people killed in the Civil War to free the slaves, I wonder how much violence has happened in the inner cities of uh, of uh, Democrat-ran strongholds. I wonder how many people have died. Is it going to add up to the Civil War? Is it going to equal the number of deaths of Civil War over time? families find that. If rated Democrat accusations don't characterize the Wuhan virus, I don't care. I don't care. Good. Is is he pissing him off? Is he pissing him off? Good. Good. That's all that matters. Oh, 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 oh. Things bumped down. Sam Whiskey for five bucks. Hey, Cappy, what percentage of the middle class do you think will migrate to the lower class because of the Modelo virus? Uh, like what this month, everybody's gone down to the lower class, except for like the super rich, well, not even the super rich, the rich, the well-off crazy dumbass motherfuckers that save money. Uh, people whose professions like mine are thankfully immune. Uh, you know, us lucky guys. I'll admit I'm lucky. Um, but a lot. Yeah. I mean, what all, the, the entire service industry is moved down. They're already not that well off. You know, service industry is what you do out of college because you major in stupid shit and you could have worked that job when you were 14, but somehow you had to waste your time in college and, and debt and your parents' money. And now, oh, wow, look, I saved the same beer as I could have done when I was 16. Um, they're fucked. I feel bad for them. Uh, so they're in the lower class. Uh, some people are in the lower class as well. Yeah, significant percent. Uh, but the percent of the middle class, not, I'd, I'd, mm, 30. Because most of the middle class, you have some kind of skill by that time. You're not, and you're not in the tourism restaurant industry. So uh, a significant percent, but they'll be out of it once we, once we release this, we're allowed to go live our lives again. Sam Whiskey for two bucks. Napoleon was 5'7", and look what he accomplished. Here's something interesting, Sam. Hang on. Let me look this up. Um, they were saying he wasn't that short because when he would go around, he had huge bodyguards, which by comparison made him look short. Let's take a look. Height of Napoleon. Which I guess was normal height for Beckett. It says 5'6". Wow, George Washington was 6'2". Who knew that? That's really tall. How tall was... Uh, this, is, this is a real long... Okay, here, here. He was put at 5'2", but this is probably more like 5'5", five five and 5.65 five uh, inches, perfectly normal height. For a man of his time. And the reason he got a reputation for being a short guy or the Napoleon complex is because his bodyguards were huge ass dudes. So five, seven is a normal, especially back then, dude, I'm barely two inches above that. Yeah. And look at what he did accomplish. <laughs> Nothing. Got his ass kicked in Russia. That's <laughs> uh, Josh Landrum for two bucks. Why are people intellectually dishonest? Because it benefits them in the short term. It makes them feel good where they can be intellectually dishonest. Like, I don't need no man as the woman cries herself to bed at night because you can't find no man. This degree is a great degree, like the music therapy major. Um, I did a asshole consulting video on not too long ago, like an hour ago. 
<clears throat> people want it's it's a lack of uh what does Molnu call it? Delayed gratification. Um if I can enjoy the here and now that I may accomplished achieving young person majoring in stupid shit without ever being forced into the real world. I feel good now. And then I feel wise. I feel vindicated and validated for all the time and money investment in years I spent um, trying to become a, you know, a music therapy major. There's that. Um, also, people are deathly afraid of labor and work. They want to believe that I'm oppressed. I'm discriminated against. It's the, the the patriarchy, whatever. Because if they have to accept that reality, if they have to be intellectually honest with themselves, they realize, oh, shit, now I have this huge responsibility, lifelong responsibility to work hard, spend less than what I make. The lie with, with government financing and Oprah propaganda, it's prettier. It's nicer. It's nicer to believe that. Well, a lot of these people, especially with their kids, their kids are finding out for the first time, yeah, you got to do homework, you dumbass. And your parents who are being pussies, you know, haven't held you up to that standard. Um, another a perfect, another thing is you see it within men and women. Every guy, well, not every guy, the vast majority of men lie to themselves, thinking that women are either going to love them for themselves because that's what they were told, or they can just go make money or they can wear a hat backwards and wear a funny shirt. no. You get women by going to the gym. And women uh, know, deep down in their hearts, they know, no guy likes fat chicks. Not one. I know what. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And the reason they choose intellectual dishonesty and to lie to themselves is because to admit reality obligates you to a life of labor you don't want to do. If you want to get the girls, yeah, guys, you got to go to the gym every day. Old Cap Meister's going to go for a long-ass walk. Well, actually, because I enjoy walks and I get to listen to a podcast. Um, women want to eat their bonbons, and they don't want to go to the gym. They don't want to stay thin. They don't want to stay se uh, sexy. <clears throat> and here's this convenient lie uh, where it's like, oh, yeah, big is beautiful. Okay, why can't I find a man? Patriarch is the circular self-medicating uh, argument, mental condition, or it, it has all the answers. And the conclusion is men are shallow, you know, and, and for the conclusion for men, like these insults, uh, women are bitches. It's like, well, ain't none of you ever delivering what the other person wants. And so it's laziness. That's why people are intellectually dishonest. They want to believe that they're entitled to other people's shit. They don't want to believe that they're in for a life of hard work and labor. Uh, they don't want to believe that they have to raise their own damn children. They don't want to believe that um, their husband will cheat on them if they get fat. And so they have an obligation to eat less and, and work out more. They just don't want to believe it. Uh, but that's what it is. So, Sebastian Bullis for two bucks. Cancel all student debt. Bernie 2024. <laughs> How old will he be by then? How old? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Juan Navarro for two bucks. Was about to go to bed, but saw you're on shekels. Thank you, Juan. Yeah, I might, I might take a nap. I might take a nap. I got up early this morning. While the GF letter alarm go, and I'm like, yep. Yeah. 
it's going to be one of those days where you just don't get out of here. I'm not allowed to get to my work, is it? And then uh, I did a little piddly shit around the house, caught up with that. Adriano Ramos, Cappy Cappy lit down your hair. Yeah, I can lit down. Look, hang on. There you go. See? I can just put this on. I'll hold the hair on. Yeah, as long as the hair doesn't get in, the, in my eyes, that's the main thing. Yeah, I got to look at this. Look at this. Rich Cooper wishes he could have this. Look at that hair. Look at that. My goodness. Look at that hair. Uh, James Roberts for Czar. What didn't we look? Oh, South Africa. Okay. <clears throat> the Rand. The Rand. That is what I remember. What's the Z for? Why do they call it a Z? Z A R currency. Why do they call it a Z? What does Czar stand for? South African Rand. Huh. With water stand, which means white water ridge. Huh. I don't know why the Z's there. Uh, and, and that's a nickel per rand. So 0.5. I can't do the math. Some pit and some Vermont. Hey, Cappy, watch over South Africa. This global situation has really brought out the blatant communism in this country. Saving to get the fuck out soon. Well, James, didn't the communists getting elected and taking all the white farm owners' land mean that the, 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 com, the blatant communism was, was apparent? Was it that kind of it? I won't joke. If I was president of the United States, I'd basically just be like, okay, we're going to send in the fleet, and you're going to respect par- uh, property rights. And if you have to separate into like two different countries, okay, here's black South Africa. Here's white South Africa. There you go. All right, is everybody happy? You got your communist thing going over here. These white people got their socialist light thing going on there because oh, nobody can do like pure capitalism anymore. All right, cool. Do we all avoid killing each other? Glad. All right, we'll see you later. Oh, by the way, if you communists try to invade that, we're going to fucking kill you. It's so sad how like the host, I'm sorry, not the host, the parasites know they need the host. That's what it really boils down to. Because it would like, why did North Korea have to invade South Korea? Why can't you just let them be? Like, ah, well, they, they want to do their thing. We're going to do our thing. Why uh, North Vietnam and South Vietnam? Why do you have to invade? Why do you have to take it out? Oh, because you don't want to work because you're lazy. You don't want to work. Yeah, I'd get out of there, dude. You, you look younger than me. I'd get out of there. Sam Whiskey for two bucks, man. You have not lived until you fly a DC-3. That's an old transport plane, isn't it? A DC-3. Oh, that's an old one. All right, yeah, look at that. Old 1930s. Indiana Jones type of plane. Where he'd fly in the little red line, would find him. I'm your new damn partner! <clears throat> Are we caught up? We're caught up. All right. Let's get through them. I'm sorry I'm not just uh, animated as I normally am. I just got to go through it. My God. Look at all this shit. Ray John wants me to do a video response. This guy, Big Balloons, wants me to do a video response. Says they're video responses. I can't do them live. Hey, Cappy, check out this article from CNBC. She got her paycheck protection loan, her employees. Uh, this chick owns two spas, got a forgivable loan so she could keep her employees on staff, but unemployment plus Trump bucks 
pays more, so her employees got pissed. Why did her employees get pissed? You said before that you should take what you can from the system since, hey, you pay into it anyway. But on the other hand, the employees seem like useless parasites for preferring unemployment to keeping their jobs. What do you think? I'm in it for 50 bucks. Well, I'll just read this here now. Um, I've said it before. Apparently, I need to say it again. So everyone's in. You don't hire people unless absolutely necessary. And if you hire them, you contract them out. You hire them like on an hourly basis or like, yeah, your contract ends in a month and it's up for renewal every month. I would never hire anyone in this country or any other country, frankly. There is no reputation. There's no honor. There is no honesty, intellectual honesty, as Josh was talking about. Um you, the average person just wants to fuck you over and they want to do the least amount of work as possible. There's no desire for excellence anymore. None. It's not like, well, if I work really hard, then I'll get a promotion or they'll pay me more. No, <clears throat> no. Everyone wants to do the least amount possible and then bitch and whine and how you're the bad guy. What? There's this landlord that got killed because his deadbeat tenant didn't pay him the rent and they, he confronted him on it and the guy killed him. That's... That's your average operating level right now. If you're average, well, maybe not a murderer, but I I don't deal with, I got out of rental property. I'll never get back into rental property because now it's starting to become a right. It's like, no, mm -mm, no, no. I'm getting into lies, getting into lies. That's what I'm going to get into. But you never, you never hire anyone. Uh, Where did the article go? I had it here a second ago. All right. She got a forgivable loan. Her employees hated her for it. <laughs> she's she's all right. She's my age. I'd, I'd bang. Jamie Black Lewis, hyphenated name. There you go. Received loans from the taxpayer. They say the Paycheck Protection Program. I'm going to say the taxpayer. Oasis Med Spa and Salon in a My Day Spa. In Washington State, many of her 35 employees think they will make more money collecting unemployment benefits than from the regular paychecks. Jamie Lewis Black felt like she won the lottery after getting two forgivable loans through the Paycheck Protection Program. Black Lewis saw the 177,443,800 loans, one for each of the spas she owns in Washington State as a lifeline she could use for payroll and other business expenses. She halted pay for 35 employees, including herself, at one spa, and then non-essential, but up, but up. When Black Lewis convened a virtual employee meeting to explain her good fortune, she explained jubilation and relief that paychecks would resume in full, even though her staff, primarily our employees, couldn't work. She got a different reaction. Yeah. Did you vote? She hyphenated uh, last name lady. Did you vote Democrat? Huh? It was a firestorm of hatred about the situation, Lewis said. The animosity is an unintended consequence of the $2.2 trillion coronavirus relief package enacted last month. The law, the CARES Act, offered $349 billion in loans for small businesses struggling as a result of COVID-19. Backstopped by the federal government can fully forgive loans under certain conditions. Among them, the bulk of the funds must go to payroll. Salaries must remain, in, remain intact. Employees, ba ba ba, booty boo. The anger came from employees who determined they make more money by collecting unemployment benefits than a normal paycheck. Well, how is this this lady's fault? You're not going to get me to like start, you know, putting bullets in the magazine for a hyphenated uh, last name lady, but it's not her fault. 
You, if anything, they should be thankful. It's a one a windfall they see coming. Black Lewis said of unemployment in their mind. It, I took it away. Oh, that's what it was. So her keeping them on the payroll. They weren't allowed to collect more money because everybody's a fucking scumbag. Okay. I couldn't believe it. She added, on what planet am I competing with unemployment? Did you vote Democrat hyphenated last name lady? Did you? Uh, Black Lewis is surely not the only entrepreneur to struggle with such dynamics. More than 26 million Americans filed for unemployment in five weeks and at April 18th, erasing all jobs created in the decades since the Great Recession. Lawmakers are proposed, are poised to infuse an additional $310 billion in the The coronavirus relief law increased weekly jobless benefits for recipients, boosting the duration of benefits and extended pay for previously ineligible groups of workers like the self-employed. Specifically, the new law adds a flat 600 a week. What is 600 a week? Is that 30 grand? If I do the math right, times 52? Yes, 31,000 bucks. Those traditional benefits, which vary widely between states, replace around 40% of one's prior wages. Ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba. I don't care all this data. It looks very good, like a very well-written piece. I just don't care. No good deed goes unpunished. And no hyphenated lady. Uh, when you vote Democrat, this is what happens. It's so wonderfully naive on, on liberals' part, you know, especially the, the swip of white women. They think like, well, everyone's just going to behave normally and honestly. It's like, uh, no. You pay them to behave this way and don't be shocked when they do. There's no honor. There's no like good guys. There's just human incentive. Wow. Can you believe the guy took the $3,000 a week check as opposed to the $2,500 a week check? Uh, All right. So we did that one. This guy wants an email response. Ray John sent us a request. Ray John, I'm going to get to it. Miss America. Please also read the article. All right, I'm going to have to answer that one later. Uh, Federal, federal, federal. I think we're all good to go. Good on that. All right, cool. Cool. All right, I will... Sign out of that. We're out of that. Let's go to the other email list here. See if we got any more email fans. A uh, Charlie. All right, here we go. All right, let me send this to Charlie. Uh, Corona Chain 18. Copy link location. What's the time? The time is 131. Let's call it 132. Charlie answering at 132. Hi, Charlie. I should be more polite. Hi, Charlie. Charlie. Oh, they can't go for a walk. Can go for a walk. I can delete this. Charlie, Charlie. Oh, wait, I can't delete it. I got to read it. <laughs> I haven't even answered the question yet. 
Uh, Cap, I have an asshole consulting request for you. Will economic ramifications of Corona Chan force more people to become minimalist? That's the basic question. Expand on it and shoot me a quote. Thank you, Charlie. All right. And then he had another email he wanted to expand. And honestly, he paid a fair price for this. Done through in an extra five. It's always all right if you guys throw me more money. Come on. Come on. Be the response, of course. Uh, all right. Let's get back to the original question. Will Corona Chan force more people to become minimalists? No, it will not. Uh, for the exact article we just read previously, we are printing off so much money that we are going to basically provide a basic guaranteed income to Americans. Uh, if the past, ever since the great society has started, we have prevented people from suffering their mistakes. Just like that story I told you about the two guys where one keeps enabling the other one to ruin his life uh, and prevent them from hitting uh, rock bottom. Uh, we're, we're just, we, we, we avoid pain in exchange for votes financed by other people's money. That's how it is right now. And because we deny ourselves pain, we don't know what it's like lifting weights. We don't know what it's like climbing a mountain. We don't know what it's like starving or going hungry or being cold. We don't realize what's important. We don't have the incentive to work hard anymore. And so jobs really are just kind of like this formality. Uh, it's really kind of a, it's like something you do for uh, a, a psychological or a philosophical, you don't work for money. You work for a purpose and meaning. Um what's his name? The libertarian John Stossel was interviewing a bunch of high school students and he introduced them to like not Marxist politics. And like, we thought it was the government's job to take care of us. It's like, well then what the fuck is the point of a job then? Oh, it's just for fun. It's for agency and purpose and meaning, which is probably why when you tell all these millennials not to major in music therapy, they fucking throw a tantrum and they have to soil their diapers, whatever millennials do now for fun nowadays. I don't know. Um, but we're not we're not going to let people learn their mistake. Hey, did you save up for an emergency? Did you save up seven years fees, seven years famine? You didn't? Well, fuck you. No, we're like, oh, my God, here's some money. Oh, okay, don't. I mean, they even submitted a bill, uh, the Marxists did, about uh, making it illegal for landlords to charge rent. Uh, and there was even a, a bit in there where it's like, well, if they do that, well, then they have to give up 10% ownership of their property to their tenants. It's like, oh, yeah, you're not Marxist parasitic pieces of shit. And they're all the young women's, the womans under 30 who fish, bicycle, man, don't need no, and they'll have a working job in their life. Um, no, we're, we're going to bail them out. They will not. They will not learn minimalism. They absolutely won't. Um, I think one of the things I'm looking forward to in future, in my future is, um, just how bad humanity is going to get from a moral perspective and from a personal perspective, because if you don't owe, like you literally think being born, you're entitled to shit. And you don't have to do anything for anyone or say, and you're just like this amazing person. This is not so much communism, but that the self can exist and have value without reference or um, interaction with other people. I just love seeing that psychology because these people get fucked in the head. They get fucked in the head and they're poor uh, and, and they need a government bailout and all this. And, and just to see these people, you know, wreathe in pain. I, I think about it. Is there anything more painful 
than a fat, loud uh, feminist who thinks big is beautiful and has nothing in life, nothing, absolutely nothing in life but herself and and her politics. And she's got to like shove it in your face. It's not even that I disagree with feminism or anything like that. It's like, you know, like some people play video games or some people draw comic books or some people are engineers and some people are accountants and some people, I don't know, they, they're wood whittlers. Some people are hikers, some people, but all you got is hating on people and the impossible maddening tasks that will make you insane if you're not insane already of hating on men for their natural biology to not like fat women. And that is a highly entertaining phenomenon to witness. It's very enjoyable to, to witness. But you think those people who've never known how to support themselves in a day of their lives are going to become minimalist? Do you think they even know what a budget is? I mean, again, we're talking to people who do not know the, uh, the difference between a million and a billion and a trillion. So, so there you go, Charlie. Oh, there's nothing better than deleting emails. Getting through it all nice and clean. All my banks emailing me. Hey, we care about the coronavirus and you ought to care too. I did that one. Let's double check on the super chats. Make sure we're not falling behind. Okay, we got them all. Get this one here. Adriano Ramos for five Australian dollars. Your hairstyle looks like Sean Patrick Flannery or River Phoenix when they played young Indiana Jones. Now I understand why you're so adventurous. Yes. Who's Sean Patrick Flannery? Sean Patrick Flannery. I was going to cut it, but then the GF discovered some humectant. This guy's older than me. Oh, yeah, look at that. He's got that long hair. Yeah. This wasn't the guy that's saying you're beautiful, was it? I hated that song. Was he Indiana Jones? Good looking dude. Oh, he did. Yeah. So it was when he was younger. Yeah, I've had this haircut. Yep. Okay, there's the hair. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, that's the haircut. Got to put junk in it. Got to take a shower today when I'm done with this. How does one become an American dad? Um, You breed. And then you don't have... That's it. You just need to impregnate a woman. And then you can stick around. You can go away because you're going to be a deadbeat no matter what. And you're going to be an oafish. It's like, what type of American dad would you like to be? The oafish swipple type? Oh, my goodness. Sweetheart, I know that you hate my guts and you got impregnated by Tyrone and now I'm paying for it. And you just have to tell me about patriarchy and privilege and institutional schisms. And, and even though I paid your way for your degree in women's studies, I, I would like you to come here for Christmas because there's nothing more precious than family. My, and here's some money for, for a, a car 
And then you could go and, and imagine you're busy. Aha! Hi, Tyrone. How's my grand? Uh, oh, wait, you're leaving? Oh, who would have thought? Okay, bye, Tyrone. He was a nice boy. What, you need us to raise it? Okay, sweetheart. Nothing's too good for daddy's little bro. You could be that type. You could be one of the old school types like uh, Terrace Pop or Rich Cooper or Roll Tomasi where they invest in the children and they talk to the children. You could be uh, your standard Wyoming trailer trash or ghetto trash or barrio trash and fuck a woman impregnate her and leave. And you use terms like baby mama. That's how you become an American dad. We're an American dad. We are fat and sad. We're a bunch of a cucks and we can't go fuck. We're an American dad. Cap, have tax brackets ever adjusted for inflation? No, they. I don't think they have. Um, <clears throat> don't call me. I'm sure they have in the past somewhere. But what they usually do is they just change the tax rates. Uh, and that's how they adjust the um, income taxes. And that has more to do with politics than adjusting for inflation. But no. Now your tax deductions have, like you, they adjust for inflation on when you make contributions to like a 401k or an IRA. So they do they do that in $500 increments. So they look at the cost of living adjustment in the CPI and they do that. Uh, but the tax brackets haven't uh, because they know, like the uh, AMT, the alternative minimum tax like that is bunch buying a bunch of that was like uh, two decades ago was for the rich people now it's like upper middle income and regular middle income our people are starting to have to pay that maybe that's not a thing anymore does amt exist anymore? let's look at that does amt trump might have gotten rid of that fortunately still exists however the amt rules are now more taxpayer friendly uh okay so they've they've changed it to Increase it. Okay. Well, there you go. Good on that. Juan Navarro for two bucks. My landlord can't get many of my neighbor's rent money. <laughs> I'll never be a landlord ever again. Nope. I'll be like a storage guy. Like, yeah, you want to store your shit here? Fine. If you don't, I can throw it out. Unlike you or your children. Nope. You. The quality of your average American has gone to down to such shit they think they're entitled to live somewhere. And your poor landlord probably has a mortgage he's got to pay. That now he's going to go, they're going to close uh, foreclose on him. Juan Navarro, two bucks. And I'm in a nicer part of town. Oh, are you? I don't know where you live. Oops. Juan Cabrera, no one is paying rent. Should I still pay? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of torn on that one. Just pay so it doesn't ruin your credit because they are going to ruin your credit. Because say, yeah, you didn't pay. And then when you got to get a a rental referral, like, yeah, Juan paid. When other people don't pay, you say, "Uh, no, they didn't pay. I would not rent to them again. I mean, it's kind of like, what realm do you want to play in loser realm? Do you want to swim with those type of fishes? Roll around in the mud with pigs? Is that what, you know, lie with dogs, get fleas? Do you want to be that? Or do you just want to like not have to deal with those type of people? Like, no, I pay my fucking bills. Nonstop Dre for five bucks. What do you think people get? Why do you think people get mad when I tell them that I'm indifferent towards people by default, unless they give a reason to carry your thoughts? Um, 
I think that, well, it's fear a little bit maybe. Because most people are relying on most people parasitically in one way or another. And when you're like, I don't care if people die. Like people are like, what are we supposed to do? Just let them starve? Yes. How can you say that? Because I don't care about those people. And and they don't care about me. And you don't care about me. What what? Fuck that shit. I don't care what happens to them. And the idea that there are people out there who are not just going to like line up and pay for shit and be a host to a parasite. I think that's what that, that scares uh, people into realizing that, oh, yeah, there are people out there who someday may not work up enough money that I might have to go get a real job and support myself. That's what it is. All right. Are we done with that? We're done with that. Done with that. Uh, and we'll just go for a walk. Um... Here's an article. Uh, let's all take a break again. I'm going to get relaxing my voice here. All right, let's get through the uh, sponsors real quick. Here. We got a new sponsor. Oh, that's not the page. Where did my page go? Here it is. All right, all right. Uh, BunkerBasics.com. Let me put that in the link. With Bunker Bob. Uh, he reached out to me. He's a fan. And he wanted a copy of my book. I said, I'll plug you stuff if you uh, if you plug my book. You know, Enjoy the Decline, obviously, is very aligned with uh, – Bunker Basics, but I'm going to go to his site. I just want to check this out. Uh, very well-designed site. Very crisp. Very nice. Uh, how close are we to a shit-hits-the-fan scenario? How to prepare for a food supply shortage? He's got a bunch of um, survival stuff you can buy, obviously. What disease will cause the next pandemic? What's it like to survive through the coronavirus? Why military field manuals are so important? I should get one. Wait, no, I do have one. I have a PDF of one. The Army Field Manual. But about, yeah, no, it's uh, not light stuff. About Bunker ba uh, Basics. At Bunker Basics, I emphasize the importance of self-reliance. The news cycle has been growing darker as numerous threats have emerged. Self-reliance is about preparation. Preparation is an insurance policy against the shit-hits-the-fan event. At Bunker Basics, I write about shit-hit-the-fans event and their potential causes. I discuss how to go about prepping, the irresponsible behavior within the tech community, and more. I conduct interviews with those in the prepping community as well. All of this is available at my Bunker blog. Reach out if you have topics you'd like to have me think. And then here's his... Uh, 
Oh, no, that's not it. Where's his? He has a podcast, he said. Does book reviews, government? Where'd it go? Oh, here, he's got a YouTube channel. That's what it is. Bunker Bob. <laughs> he's got the Bikini Atoll nuclear explosion. <laughs> well, this isn't his podcast. It's just YouTube channel. So I got three subscribers. That's not it. All right. I don't know. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. So uh, check out uh, bunkerbasics.com. Also, check out academiccomposition.com if you or uh, anyone you know is looking to have somebody else write their papers for them because writing papers suck, especially now that everything's online. Go to academiccomposition.com and have Alex and his crack team of writing staff, uh, staff write your papers for you. Um, and that's about it. Uh, he's also hiring writers and marketers, as always. Not a fun, exciting job, but something you can do from home. Tell Alex that Cappy sent you by going to academiccomposition.com. When you are done, you know, oh, that's what I'm going to do. Oh, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to download a bunch of... Uh, DTs, the Black Brigade, uh, blackbrigade.org. Go to blackbrigade.org. I just posted his YouTube channel in the chat room. Uh, he's gone on YouTube. And DT's monetizing. It's like, oh, he hit puberty. Like the masculine geeks. Remember how much they hated money? And DT hated money. Then it's like, how do you do it, Clary? It's like, I accept money. And it's like, no, it's, oh, hang on now. Hold it. Hold it. Wait, are you telling me? You survive by accepting money? I'm like, yes, I accept the money. I don't That's against our philosophy. Well, now DT's finally gone on YouTube. It's, it's weird. People are listening to what I said 10, 40, 70 years ago. We go to blackbrigade.org or the YouTube channel I just posted up in there. And uh, DT uh, has his show. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to download that binge. I'm going to go for a nice long walk. I'm going to go for a nice long walk. Uh, so check him out. Also, Masculine Geeks. Go to MasculineGeek.com or check out the YouTube channel. You just search Masculine Geek, and they have a podcast on geekery and IT and all that other good stuff. I was on the show not too long ago over the weekend, I believe. And we just chit-chatted. It was fun. It was all right. Um, and, yeah, uh, it's if you want to break from politics, I'd go there. Uh, I think I've listened to all of them now. Because when I'm on the show, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to listen to myself. Right? I know that. I don't need to listen to myself. Um, but you guys will probably like it. TJ Martinell, tjmartinell.com. Rob at robsays.net. And Vince, I don't think Vince has his own uh, website. I think he just has masculinegeek.com. So check that out there. Uh, Noncommunistsciencefiction.com. Hey, do you like science fiction, but do you hate communism? Well, you got very few books you can read then now, don't you? Well, until now. So you go to non-communist science fiction where you can read Michael Kingswood's books, which are science fiction and not for communism. I know. It's interesting. It's a foreign concept. But check that out. Uh, and then The Science of Mastering Women. This is written by Linda Gross. I'm going to put this in the chat room too. She's sponsoring the show. She has her doctorate in psychology. And if you look at this book, it is a 400-page book with lots of data and charts <clears throat> and a lot more research than Fip Fipson's Duplo, how do I get the girls? So if you want to give yourself every possible advantage psychologically, statistically, mathematically, decisions you can make, that's a book to go ahead and get. Uh, the only problem is you're still going to have to work out and ask girls out in public. 
It's not like you read this book and then all of a sudden girls like show up because you're a nice guy. So we have that there. And then if you would like to help out the show, you can go to olderbrother.com slash donate. You can donate through PayPal. You can become a patron member, in which case you get access to behind-the-scenes stuff, including stuff and pinups and all that other stuff. I got a – Mary Jo has been more than kind giving us the pinups, but if there's any gals out there – there's a couple of gals in the in the chat room I saw. If you want to go and have like a, a pinup thing and we put it behind the patron, I pay. I pay. If, you, if you're a good-looking gal – <clears throat> and you want, I don't know, you want nowadays the, the really hot stuff is you dress like a traditional housewife and you have a pan of cookies. <laughs> but if you want to, I, I will pay for a cute, you know, boudoir, bikini kind of thing. Uh, but Mary Jo has her pinups there. And um, also some posts that are not public, you're only available to patron members and access to my. Road trip podcast, which I do from my phone when I'm road tripping, which isn't the best audio quality, but you know it's it, it's shit. But and no one even tunes in for that anyway. You all go for Mary Jo's tits, so there you go. Especially Luis, Luis always goes in there. I think that's it. Is that it? Oh yeah, and then there's the Amazon affiliate program to do all your Amazon shopping. But more importantly, if you were if you really want to help out the captain of your board, get a couple books that I've written. Curse the high IQ. Okay. All of them will benefit you, this one especially, because it will make you less insane. You'll be like, oh, people are that dumb. <clears throat> people will give up a good job so they can collect a government check for one month, and then they won't have their job. Reconnaissance Man, this is how to explore the United States to find out where you want to live. That makes a great high school graduation book. Worthless, this is also a great high school graduation book. Please go get that. I've contributed heavily to this, wrote most of it. And then sold it to a guy named Vince Barrick, How Not to Become a Millennial. This is a very good book. Look at all the charts and data. I don't know if you can see that. Hang on, no, can you? Um, the charts and data one is 76 pages of me proving that the millennials are the worst American failure in history. Because, you know, if you said that, I'm offended and, and whatever. That's just your opinion, man. Uh, but then I go through it and I prove it. And then I say, what can we learn from it? And so if you want to not become a millennial... Does anyone want to become a millennial? Can we agree on that? Get that book. Even bigger is Batch of Pad Economics, almost 500 pages. This is the financial advice Bible for men. You don't have to read all of it in one shot because it goes chronologically. So obviously you read this first part here. <clears throat> when you're a younger man, learn how to work on cars, learn about basic finance, learn not to major in stupid shit. And then this last part here at the end is like, oh, you old as fuck and you're about to die. How do you pass on your money so that the kids don't get – I'm sorry. The government doesn't get your money. Your kids do. Enjoy the decline, accepting and living with the death of the United States. All these in paperback and Kindle, an audible book. The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, except this one. This one's not an audible book because I'm racist. <clears throat> There's a lot of people ask, Aaron, what's the Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty about? Well, it's a guide. Okay. Now sit down. Take this in. It's for blacks who are men, and here's the kicker. They're in poverty, but they want to get out. Mm-hmm. I know. It's not quite as got as many plot twists as a Sherlock Holmes movie, but it's it's pretty good. The Pence Principle, written by Randall Bentwick. This is an absolute must <clears throat> that you boys should read and then give to a friend or something like that because going forward, I do not 
see relations between the sexes getting any better or more chummy. And um, since you guys are investing, well, you have no other choice but to invest in your life. But if you know you're you're becoming an engineer like Dre or something like that, all of a sudden there's a cute little girl. I know somebody who uh, there was a, a cute little girl. He didn't even ask her out. He had extra things to give away at work, purely a work affair, and she filed a complaint. And nothing really happened, and there was no problem. But you, you, they are being programmed, boys. They are being programmed to be perpetual victims. And if it's not going to be the the well, depends on your race. I was going to say the sec the racism. It is definitely going to be the sexism. It is definitely going to be the I are oppressed. So spend the I don't know eleven dollars and learn not to. Again, a story about here: the Perry brothers end up going to jail. For 30 years because of a false rape accusation. And then we have the best of books. This is the best of Captain Capitalism. Each best of book has a pinup drawn on it by different artists. So you could go ahead and get that's just the best of my blog posts, which are actually really good. And to keep it true to the original artistic intent, I didn't do any editing or change any typos. All the typos are in there in their original format. Are we clear? Are we done? Christoph and on for five bucks. If you don't carry debt or buy toys, you can write a check for your home and not pay rent. Just 78 million in property taxes in Cheyenne. What? If you don't carry debt or buy toys, you can write a check for your home and not pay rent. That's true. Just 78 million in property. Oh, has Cheyenne got that high of property taxes? You don't have income taxes. Be happy. <clears throat> and you got. A huge state of a lot of dumb, ignorant people and a lot of ugly fat chicks, too. It's, it's just horrible in Wyoming. Nonstop Dre for two bucks. So do you have a cash app so YouTube don't get 30%? I I do. I'm sure I do. I, we can do it, guys. But it, this just works, okay? It's – and I – no doubt. I love the uh, Poke Bowl fund money. I very much appreciate it. Uh, but I do this more to like, hey, what's going on, Hanyakers? I don't know if we could say that word. And then, um, you know, have a get out and get riled up and wake up. Um, if you want to, I don't know, how could we do it? If you didn't want to give YouTube a percentage, what you could do is donate and PayPal but I'd have to get a notification. How could we do this? Is Cash App, or I don't have to look into Cash App. That's probably what I have to look into is a Cash App so you guys can make a donation. I don't have to worry about this. It's just like, what what new thing? Yeah, I'm already pissed off that I have to like re, redo my Redbubble merch account with artwork that is probably acceptable. Uh and here, related to this, Mike Obi, Corona Chan circus. Nope, can't do it because the image, Redbubble didn't like the Corona Chan pinup that Figo drew, which was not rated X, wasn't even rated R. There's even a, a, a selection say, this is mature content. I sucked at that. Nope, they still got rid of it. And Vince was like, why don't you go and uh, ask them why? Why did I? I'm like, I don't care. I just don't have the, I don't care. There's only so much time in the day. Is that it? Are we done? All right. 
Uh, Hawaii feminists launch a unique feminist plan for COVID-19 economic recovery. (laughs) And the picture is a bunch of pussy boys with a bunch of feminist women. Um, Building bridges, not walking on backs. A feminist economic recovery plan for COVID-19. This shows you how unconnected and untethered people are, feminists are from the real world. It's, we don't always need feminism. Some things just like, I got a burger, it's got cheese on it, I don't need an extra dosage of feminism. Hey, here's my car, standard transmission, V8, it does what I want, with feminism. What, why does an economic recovery need feminism? And how vile and uh, hate-filled are you towards the rest of society that you think a non some that's not specifically declared a feminist economic recovery is going to step on the backs of people? They <clears throat> they got they got nothing going on, guys. Nothing that this is what they come up with a feminist COVID nineteen recovery plan. I'm like, I could have swore it'd be more of a virology biology problem you know like we get a vaccine that would be my plan i don't see how gender politics comes into this but what are they going to do what get jobs become virologists become biochemical engineers what are they going to do well that take work they just want to go and oh my god you see it's like an it's like a cheeseburger but with feminism and anytime guys you get pissed off at this shit where they even get some kind of traction on the internet or they get some uh, publicity or even government money. Do you want to be them? Do you, who's the person that came up with the idea that, Hey, you know what this COVID-19 thing needs is feminism. Like who's, whose brain is that? What tortured brain comes up with that idea? So I'm not going to read through that. Here's some good news uh, from Herald Mail Media. Skip college this fall, how some students are rethinking their school choices. Written by Lisa Huriash at the Sun Sentinel, Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. With time growing short and the future uncertain, many high school students are considering skipping college in the fall. The coronavirus pandemic has left many universities uncertain whether they'll be able to welcome students to campus after summer. And many students don't want to pay for top flight universities if they can't get the full in-person experience. Yep, they want they want the experience. They do not want a degree. They do not want an education. They do not want to be intelligent. They want the college experience. Some say they may skip a year. Some may opt to cheaper alternatives like community college, Western Governors University. Either way, the coronavirus could leave its mark on higher education long after the pandemic fades. Most colleges haven't decided what to do about the fall, said Brian Ufinger of Edison Prep and SAT Tutoring Service, a college admins expert in Atlanta. Expert. You got a pulse? You got money? Come on in. Oh, but you see, you're black, so go major in African-American studies because of the racism. Yeah, don't worry. You'll you'll totally make a lot of money. If you don't, it's not because you majored in stupid shit. No, no, it's because of the racism. Yeah. Same thing with the women's studies. Yeah, see how oppressed they are? Well, maybe you might get lucky. Make sure to spend 75000 on your African-American studies professors and teachers because they care about you. They're totally not Uncle Tom's. <sighs> the closer we get to the 4th of July, they'll, say, they'll have to say yay or nay, he said. 
As students, <clears throat> as some students decline to attend, some schools are com- combing through their wait list to fill enrollment vacancies. Oh, yeah, all you assholes we weren't going to let in. Now that we need your money, even though you weren't qualified, now we'll take you. <clears throat> Ufinger said that his, he has seen students come off of wait lists at top schools, schools that typically don't pull from wait lists. So that tells me their overall deposit numbers are lower. Some Florida schools say they have seen indications of student concerns. Broward College said it has seen a 5% withdrawal rate for the current semester, although it's too soon to know where this application numbers will drop for summer classes or fall classes. We understand that this is a difficult time during these difficult times. And the current environment is unpredictable for everyone, said Marielena de Sactis, the provost and senior vice president of academic affairs and student services. What? I wonder why your tuition is so high. Why do you have... Okay, listen to the number of prefixes here, guys. Senior. So there's a, 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 a junior or assistant or reserve presidents. Vice. So this isn't even the real president. And then president. So there's vice presidents and then like two levels of different layers for academic affairs and student services. Gee, I don't know why your tuition's so high. Although she said being online helps students who have transportation problems. Florida State University said it expects to still have an oncoming class of 6,000 students. We are on track to meet that number. <coughs> said Amy Farnham-Patronis, a university spokesman. As of late Thursday, about 100 students have asked for more time to make decisions beyond the traditional May 1 deposit deadline, weighing the future of college or students such as Alec Dejan, a 17-year-old senior at South Plantation High School. He said that he has had his heart set on the University of Central Florida in Orlando since the eighth grade, but when summer classes were scheduled to go online, he said, no way. I didn't want to start college online, he said. (laughs) Alec is going to be so fucked. Hang on, I got to see if we can find Alec. What's he going to major in, Bidnaz? He needs the college experience, man. Well... I, here's his his LinkedIn profile. I just want to see what he wants to major in. It's a dopey kid. Wait. Yeah, maybe this isn't the kid. Oh. Yep, you need you need to spend all this money to have that experience. <clears throat> the school agreed to let him start in the fall instead. He wants to study kinesiology and sports coaching. There we go. <laughs> hey, Alec. Do it, bro. You gonna help with the sports dudes and massage their ankles? <laughs> kinesiology and sports coaching. <laughs> uh, you got to go to school for that, huh? You just could coach the middle school team and go from there. But if classes are online for fall, he plans to delay again. That would be the worst thing, he said. No, the worst thing is you paying three times the amount to attend in person instead of online. He said, adding he wanted to be there for football season and predicts he'll get better grades in a classroom. You finger. See, you guys have to, all the taxpayer have to spend billions and trillions of dollars more for physical things because he might study better in person so he could get his sports coaching management degree. 
Uh, Ufinger of Edison Prep in Atlanta speaks on national podcast conferences in college. And he said that although some of his clients are considering whether to delay college, most schools have to approve a gap year request. And he said most universities are not increasing the number of deferments they are granted. And he said he's hearing more fear among junior moms that if you have too many deferrals to create a huge traffic jam of two classes of kids competing for the same spots. Western Governors University. Some students might want to stay closer to home in case of campus closures, and some families might have had to cancel plans for higher-priced schools if they lost their jobs or fear layoffs. Western Governors University. It's possible students wouldn't get the Hollywood-esque Americana freshman year. Boy, isn't that that the defining definition? You nailed it, Ufinger. You nailed it. And you know what? You never get that Hollywood-esque freshman. Freshman year sucks. All the girls are going out with hotter, bigger, taller, richer guys aren't even in college no more. Uh, well, you go to nightclubs, 18-plus nights. I don't know if people do that anymore. You're cold. You're hungry. You're starving. You're skinnier than we were before. It's not fun. And the parties suck. The parties fucking suck. One parent struggling to make the best decision for her children. Why is the parent making the decision for the children? I thought the children were a strong, independent uh, individual who didn't need no man fish bicycle. Is Evie Zegwery of Davy, her graduating high school daughter, a senior of Western High? How dare you make decisions for her? Would fare better going to school in person, she said. She needs to be around peers. So all of you taxpayers pay more money so she can have a physical presence. Very important. My precious little princess. Let me guess what you're going to major in if they list it. It's not going to be something that helps society. It's just going to be you and me and everyone else pissing away four years of her time and four years of equivalent amount of money on some pony and puppies degree. She needs to be around peers, as Gwary said. Not everyone wants to do the work alone. Her daughter was considering attending the University of Central Florida, but the family is now thinking about community college instead to save the money for the same online classes. Yes. I don't know if I want to spend the money for online learning, she said. It's really difficult. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, my God. You're going to have to learn online. They make it sound like it's climbing Mount Everest to learn online. Oh, they can be on the phone and the internet and the Snapchat and become computer experts because they might get, you know, some some Instapics or whatever. But when it comes to like learning calculus, oh, I don't know if I can do that online. That's really difficult. Michael Horn, the author of Choosing College, said national studies show many students are looking at alternative. He said for families to spend the same dollars for online classes that were intended for a classroom experience does make a lot of sense. You go to Western Governors University and you spend a lot more. Um what college would look like another client and Destin got accepted to Georgia tech and engineering in the summer. Okay, cool. But he didn't want to go online school because deferment for assessment, not being often Gene goes about a bow. Their idea of college is going to campus and meeting people. Yeah. <clears throat> Some of their high school, achie- high achieving students. They want that enrichment that is going to come with networking with others. No, it won't. It won't. Bada, ba, bada, ba, bada, ba. Spoiled Americans, kids being spoiled American kids. So there you go. I'm almost free to go. Am I almost free to go? Seven eight million is 0.78% of the assessment. Okay, I see. All right, that's not bad. I think Minnesota, it's like or the Twin Cities around like 2 or 3% full, full percentages. I'd have to look again. 
I've climbed, and this is from Adriana Ramos for five uh, Australian dollars. I've climbed Anuk Krakatoa and Mount Maripai before they exploded. Was planning to climb Mount Kerinci this year before Corona. Have you ever climbed a volcano? Uh, uh, an old uh, cinder uh, cones I have climbed outside of Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, there are several of them. And as the tectonic plates have moved, uh, volcanoes, the magma chamber would stay the same and shoot up and create new volcanoes. But this is very old, very old volcanoes, and they've been whittled down. And I've climbed a couple of those, but they're not. I think the maximum elevation gain is a thousand feet. It was not a very leisurely incline, but not an active one, like not Mount Shaska or <clears throat> Mount St. Helens. So yeah, technically I have climbed a volcano, but it wasn't like an active one where it was, you know, Mount Rainier, I think is 14,000 feet. So Aaron, don't you want a 30% pay raise? What? Laughing my ass off. I do want a 30% pay raise. Half dollar for three bucks. Operation Evil equals that. Wait, am I? No, we're still on time. Well, you, you made the same donation for the same comment. Operation Evil Asshole Daycare. Yeah, I don't want to take care of kids. Not taking care of kids. Juan Corbera for five bucks. I got a crap. I've got crap from a feminist before because of my gas guzzing Camaro Z28 isn't eco-friendly. She was upset because I did a burnout. <laughs> they can't have fun. They just can't have fun. It's all about their politics. d for five bucks. Went to the cheapest credit state college. Had roommates in a shithole. Only 7000 in debt. Paid off within one year. Now a six-fig bro, bro with a STEM degree. There you go. <clears throat> there you go. I think we're done. Wait, was there a woman here? Hang on. Hang on. Jill Pruitt. Who's letting the women in? Who's letting the womans in? All right, we done. I logged out of that. I logged out of that. All right, that's it. I promoted all my shit. That's all the stuff we got. Let us end <clears throat> with the great and merciful Corona Chan prayer. Everyone bow your heads. <clears throat> <clears throat> Dear great merciful Corona Chan, thank you for your non-sentient and zero fucks given truth. The teeth and the threats that have been missing so much from the real world that are yet necessary for us to value life, acknowledge truth, and love our fellow man. May your nature continue to expose the evil and parasitic among us, the lazy and those that put themselves above all others, our slave masters who kept us enslaved, teachers who could be replaced by YouTube, and the stupid and unprepared who ride for toilet paper when there is none. Bless us, O great Corona Chan, and reward us, specifically those of us who are smart enough to have a one-month supply of toilet paper and who stocked up on 556 ammo as a matter of basic insurance policy. And may thine blessing come in the form of lower asset prices, less boomers, less traffic, cheap gas, and near-free airline flights. In thy name, Wuhan, Wuhan, amen. You may all rise. That's it. All right, I'm going to go for a walk, uh, and then maybe we'll be doing some asshole consulting later. We will see you guys later. Toodles.